It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm your host, Cheryl Wilkerson. Another Sunday morning. Thank you all so much for joining me. Pleased to be with you today. You know, a few months ago, Will Smith was in the headlines, he and his wife, and a big topic of conversation was alopecia. And it the subject was brought to light, but I don't know if we really got all the facts. So to that end, today, I welcome Dr. Prenik James. She is a certified trichologist. Am I saying that correctly? That is correct. And you know all about matters of the hair, especially when we are dealing with things naturally, natural hair, natural uh, solutions, things such as that. So welcome to On the Line. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. I don't know if you were pleased or not when the conversation came up because of the manner that it came up with uh, Will Smith and his wife. Jada Pickett-Smith. Was that good for you to get out there and educate people on a topic that perhaps people don't know much about? Was that something that you took the controversy and made it good? You made it positive? Absolutely. Um, Definitely there's a lot of misconceptions uh, surrounding alopecia, which is a a very sensitive topic. Um, But I feel that as time go on and the consumers um, are properly educated with the right information, um, I feel like it'll be looked upon a little bit better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So last month, September was Alopecia Awareness Month, so I did take the time out to um, continuously educate um, everyone about the various types of um, alopecia and just to kind of let everyone know what alopecia is. is, is simply the medical term for hair loss. And there are about 12 different types of alopecias. And, of course, we have our subcategories. So um, when you see someone that is suffering from the actual condition itself, whether it be you, a family member, a coworker, et cetera, um, it's very important to kind of tread lightly because, you know, a lot of these consumers are affected by alopecia. Not only are they affected by alopecia, but they suffer from trauma from it, you know, um, low self-esteem and, Um, It causes uh, mental um, issues as well. Wow. Give us your background. Tell us how you got started in this. Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, I am a certified trichologist, and a trichologist is someone who studied the science of the hair and the scalp. Uh, The root or the Greek word for trichology is trick. Trick is simply uh, the Greek term for hair. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a huge difference between being a dermatologist and a trichologist. So derma uh, is the root word for skin. skin. So when someone is suffering from alopecia, a lot of times they will tend to opt the services of a dermatologist, wherein I'm not saying that they're not um, qualified to handle some uh, hair loss issues, but a lot of times they're going to suggest more so a synthetic approach, wherein your, you know, your health insurance are covered and so forth, wherein Myself, I take a holistic approach to overall hair health, uh, you know, taking that multi-therapy approach, starting inside out, getting to the root cause. So my background is not only being a certified trichologist, I am certified with the International Association of Trichologists. Um, And I've been a trichologist since, uh, certified since 2005, 
And then later on within my career, I opted into becoming a naturopathic doctor. Um, so therefore, I could take that, um, again, holistic approach and get to the root cause. About 97% of my patients suffer from a nutritional deficiency, which, of course, um, contributes to the hair loss. I always like to say Makes that sense, yeah. the hair, your hair is the barometer of your health. So it's not just all about applying, you know, topical solutions. There is no one size that fit all. Um, it's all about, you know, getting to the root cause of the condition as, you know, at hand. So growing up, did you have someone in your family that went through this or where did the specific interest come from? That's a great question, um, Cheryl. My mother was actually, uh, as far as I can remember, I was a shop baby, right? Um, She was a hairstylist, um, an entrepreneur, and she was known for healthy hair. She had, you know, uh, what they would say, growing hands. And um, really, I did not want to do hair at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not want to do hair. However, because, you know, I had that that trauma from being a a shop baby, you know, um, and growing up within the industry, I saw my mother struggle and, and, and so forth. Um, so my mother wanted my sister and I to, to do hair. She didn't want us to have to um, work for anyone as we pursued our, you know, education and college. She wanted us to be self-employed. So my sister and I, you know, to make my mother happy, we, we took apprenticeship under her, um, and we received our cosmetology license via, you know, um, hands-on practical insulin and going through Votech, and we decided to branch off into becoming nail technicians. So to be honest with you, I started out as a nail technician just to, you know, um, keep my mother happy. I did had a very successful career in um, doing nails. I won multiple awards and so forth. But as time went on and I, you know, um, saw my mother, you know, again, servicing clients to the best of her abilities that suffered from some of these hair you know, conditions. I kind of furthered my education. I didn't start out in hair loss. I started out as a hair replacement specialist doing hair extensions and so forth. So I I started out being about certified in about 35 different hair weaving extensions and hair replacement techniques. Um, I was the first in the Hampton Roads area and abroad to bring the the lace front. You know, that's nothing new. Um, I I actually started back in uh, 2000, I think it was 2004, this is when, you know, Tyra Banks, you know, when she had that show and everybody wanted to know how, you know, she had that undetectable hairline and her hair was so flawless. So, you know, hair replacement actually started out, you know, is literally the actual um, hair pieces were in, you know, yes. has become popular. So, when you know, back when I started off doing it, you know, when I took the classes, I was the only chocolate chip in the class, you know, um, and they really <laughs> didn't want, you know, the hair replacement to... Um, get into our hands, if, if that makes sense okay. to the African-American community. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so. I can't let you go off of this nail tech thing, first of all. So <laughs> if I saw your nails right now, are they natural? Are they gel? Are they, I don't know what those other things are because I don't do them because I'm, I'm allergic to formaldehyde, but what would you, how would you describe your nails right now? How do you keep I them? I keep them um, naturally manicured, but I do apply gel polish. Okay. Um, I, I don't apply any type of nail enhancement, such as acrylics and so forth. But I do use gel polish um, for the sake of maintaining the strength of the nail. And because, you know, because I'm in water all the time, it, it works for me to have 
squalish polish without chipping. So that's the reason why I opt, opted into, you know, the gel polish. Is there a correlation between the nails being healthy and the hair being healthy? Absolutely. You know, a lot of times when you're having, again, getting to the root cause, everything reflects, can reflect in the hair, the skin, and the nails especially if you have some type of autoimmune issue or inflammation in the body, your malnutrition, um, and so forth. All of that reflects, you know, again, your hair and your nails, could, you know, is the barometer of your health. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. You referenced Tyra Banks and her hair, and that set off a whole chain of events that we see today. Uh, do you see this fad? I don't know if that's the right word, but do you see this trend? Maybe that's a nicer word. Do you see this mm-hmm. trend ending soon where black women in particular will go back to their own hair, whether it be natural or whether they style it or whatever, and leave the wigs and the weaves and all of that stuff alone? That's a great question. I feel that I don't think that um, it's going to ever go away uh, because, a lot, you know, hair loss, you know, a lot of women are suffering from hair loss, so they tend to, when they start with, you know, suffering from the hair loss, they tend to grab a wig, and it's just Mm -hmm. like covering up the wound Mm -hmm. versus, you know, approaching it head-on, treating the wound, and then using, you know, um, let me backtrack. So what is causing the issues with the hair loss, um, and and I guess we can start here with traction alopecia. So traction alopecia is when you've caused trauma to the hair follicle tight braids, glue, mm-hmm. um, overprocessing of chemical relaxers and, and heat damage and so forth, which, of course, traction, alopecia uh, starts is normally common around the hairline 360, or it can uh, it can take place anywhere on the head that when they're causing trauma, such as the tight braids and so forth. Um, so with that being said, um, a lot of our African-American women, that's pretty much the number one cause um, of a lot of the African-American women suffering from hair loss. We wait a bit. We're causing our own hair loss because yeah. of, and it's not even just the consumers. It's some of the stylists. You know, they're they're not. You know, because I train and I mentor stylists all the time, and you know, especially when they get into this industry, they're excited. They're you know, they a lot of them are excited about really giving the clients these flawless you know hairstyles and, and so forth. So they get more so into the creativity, and they forget all about the health of the hair. Mm. Um, so even with the glue, you know, if, if they're applying, you know, the glue, a lot of women are allergic to latex, right? So, and they're applying this glue directly to their scalp and, you know, the, then they've created, you know, the hair wigs and they have a protectant wearing still the, the glue is seeping through, especially around the hairline. Um, but what happens is they're not using the proper products to remove the glue, you know, um, okay, okay. when they have the glue and then they have the glue remover, but they tend to use baby oil and, and oil sheen and so forth, Warren, is, is not, you know, um, dissolving the glue properly, Warren. That's, that's the problem. It's pulling on the hair and, and so forth. So, again, um, a lot of hair loss issues, especially traction alopecia, is self-inflicted or caused by, you know, a hairstylist that's not properly educated or really um, is not into, in business to care for the hair. I'm going to sound totally ignorant throughout this conversation because I don't know these things. So people actually put glue on their scalp and with the expectation that it will not damage and it can be removed safely? They do. Um, However, with that being said, what causes a lot of the scalp condition in the beginning is the latex. 
a lot of consumers are allergic to latex, wherein this glue is latex-based. Now, oh, okay. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, they do sell a remover. As a whole, from my standpoint, as a trichologist, I don't recommend it at all. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, but from the, the manufacturer um, point of view, they sell a solvent that goes along with the glue, which will... I'm not going to say that it will prevent the hair loss, but it just wouldn't be as progressive. Okay. And when we're talking about glue, are we talking about glue to apply a weave or a wig or braids or what? I don't know. Great question. So there are different types of glue, okay? Um, when I was in the hair replacement industry, my, my first job was with hair, hair club for men and women. So those are called hair replacement units. A hair replacement unit is a lace front wig, literally, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so that the type of glue that's used with those particular units is medical grade adhesive. Okay, okay. All right, which is to be used on someone that doesn't have any hair or have a chance for the hair to grow back. So what mm. they're doing is either applying the glue above the hairline or they're not realizing that once they apply the unit, it actually causes the glue to seep into the hairline. So eventually the hairline starts to go back, further back, further back, and then you look up, you don't have anything there. So that's one type. When I look at Stevie Wonder, why is his hairline going back the way it has? Do you know? Could you just look at a picture and say what you Absolutely. Think? So Stevie Wonder is suffering from what is called traction alopecia where, again, you've caused trauma to the hair follicle. So he's worn braids for so long, wherein it has literally uh, caused him to lose the hairline. Anytime you are taking your hair out of its natural fall or direction, you're causing tension. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of my women that are in the military, you know, they had to wear their hair back. And, you know, natural yeah. hair is more um, accepted now, but it still has to be, you know, neat. So a lot of them tend to opt to a smooth, low-end bun or ponytail. Um, wearing that continuously along with, you know, the hats and the, the gear and so forth, it rubs around the hairline where it causes, you know, the hairline, you know, causes them to start to lose the hairline. Okay. Um, so okay. a lot of, you know, attraction alopecia issues are caused by, again, even wigs. Like a lot of women say, okay, hey, I'm going to, you know, do a protective style or I'm going to lay my hair to rest or they, you know, just put a wig on every day. They're, they're literally contributing, you know, to losing more hair um, versus allowing the hair. You know, our hair was designed, our follicles and so forth was designed to receive oxygen and mm. breathe. But by taking and putting a wig on every day, um, and depending upon the, the type of wig that they're using, a lot of it um, have the, the netting underneath, which tends to rub the hairline out. So, they, you know, I've seen some consumers, some women to come into my practice wearing they have a head full of healthy hair, but because they didn't want to deal with the hair as a whole, they'll put a wig on to change the style. And you're doing this every day, and they cause that trauma to the hairline. Don't want to deal with the hair every day. Talk about <laughs> that, please. Yes. So our women, you know, especially our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we're into the trends. We're into the style. We're into, you know, you know, looking good, having this appearance, wearing um, especially depending upon the lifestyle, lifestyle is, you know, they're really active and so forth. They don't want to deal with it. So they'll do what is called a protective style or they'll do 
um, a sew-in or, you know, a hard wrap and, and so forth to kind of give them a little bit more longevity with their styles. But in return, our hair is designed, you know, we, we need to healthy hair one-on-one. You need to be combing through your hair, you know, mm-hmm. brushing your hair. Mm-hmm. That increases microcirculation, which in return will help with the hair growth. Um, shampooing your hair weekly. You know, literally mm-hmm. you could shampoo your hair every day. I know that's not common within our community, but um, shampooing your hair every day, we can do that as long as you're using the proper regimen. But back to, you know, a lot of, you know, women, we, we want to keep that style two and three and four weeks, and then they get the hair extensions in, they keep them in, you know, eight and three, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks. You know, our hair needs to be shampooed. It's just like if you go without washing your face, mm-hmm. <laughs> eight to 12 weeks, what would it look like? I'm speaking to Dr. Prenick James, and I am so glad you were saying this because I am the (laughs) kind of person that the best part about going to get your hair done is the shampoo. I don't care what anybody says. And that's why I cannot do locks or braids. And people always tell me, oh, you can shampoo your hair with that. And my common sense is saying, no, it's not going to be the same. And I just want to feel (laughs) those fingers in my head. It feels so good. Yes. So what do you suggest for people that want to wear a wig or they want to wear braids? Give them some guidelines as to what can be done in a manner that's healthy. Absolutely. So um, with your, of course, your braids and your hair extensions, give your hair a break. You know, um, when you take them out, you know, when, you, when you wear these hair extensions and so forth, no more than six weeks. And even in between time, like you were saying, Cheryl, they can shampoo and treat the scalp. Um, but what causes the issues is when they um, go to uh, style the hair without properly uh, drying the hair underneath. That causes, that's, that's a playground for fungus, yeast, oh, and mold, yeah. and so forth. So when they go to take it out, it has this odor, and, and you get this, you know, pretty, I'm pretty much, uh, I'm pretty sure that a lot of the consumers that wear hair weaves can um, resonate with what I'm saying. They get what is called a desert, desert storm, right? Um, when, when they go to comb through the hair, it just looks like sand. And what has happened, it's happened um, is when they go to shampoo the extensions and they're not properly drying the base, um, again, that's a playground for mold and, and yeast and what I call candida, which is simply, you know, yeast, which will cause scalp conditions, and that can lead to hair loss as well. So, in an essence, if you are wearing braids, you still can go through your scalp, right? Mm-hmm. And you can take some witch hazel on a cotton ball and simply go through the scalp with that or um, a Q-tip, cleanse the scalp, and then come back in, um, you know, with oil. It's lightly through the scalp and spray leave-in, um, keeping the scalp moisturized because that's where the hair, fall, you know, grows out of. So you definitely want to tend, tend to that. Um, and not keep the braid in so long. Um, if, you're, if you're getting your hair braided and it already starts out tight, you got to take aspirins and pills. That's, that's a sign of hair loss. If oh you goodness. see your white bulbs popping or your skin taunted or stretched from the braid and it's tight around your hairline, just know that you're going to lose some hair when you, when you take it out. And the more you do it, um, the more hair you're going to lose. Um, as for hair extensions, if you're getting you know, a sew-in, if they already start out with a tight base, Keep in mind, they got to come in and, and sew the hair so it gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, so just make sure that you are seeking um, the services of a professional that not only is interested in the appearance of the hairstyle, but they're also um, 
have an interest in hair care. They, you know, specialize in hair care, healthy hair care. I went recently to uh, my stylist in Virginia Beach. I don't get to go to her often, but my hair is natural. Mm-hmm. And she she said, okay, well, you're doing good. I said, what do you mean I'm doing good? She says, well, because a lot of people with natural hair, uh, it pops. I guess people aren't moisturizing it enough. So we don't get off the hook because the hair is natural. We're still making some mistakes. So can you address that? Absolutely. So as a global natural hair educator, I train stylists all the time, and I even do seminars for consumers in regards to healthy, you know, natural hair. Um, just because you're natural, that doesn't mean let it go. The hair still needs to be mm-hmm. shampooed mm-hmm. weekly. Um, you also need to make sure that you are getting your treatment. Um, when you were speaking in regards to the hair being dry and popping, that means the hair is overly porous. Mm-hmm. So treatments and using the proper regimen is very, very important. So Healthy Hair 101, it starts with a clarifying shampoo that's going to come in and remove any and everything that um, you have deposited onto the hair shaft, oils, dirt, debris, minerals from sweat that deposit on the shaft make the hair very dry and brittle. Medic- medications, if you went swimming, is going to take everything out. A lot of uh, natural hair women, you know, they don't want to use a clarifying shampoo because they feel the hair is going to make the hair tangle, right? Um, but what you need to do is come back in with a moisturizing shampoo, and then mm-hmm. the following week you come in with hydration. There's a huge difference. Moisturizing shampoos will moisturize the hair shaft. Hydrating shampoos and conditioners will penetrate deeply into the hair shaft. So you have to rotate. The hair is just like the body. If you constantly give it the same, you know, conditions, it eventually is not going to respond. So, again, clarify taking everything out, replenishing the moisture, and rotating your conditioning regimen. The hair needs protein. Too much protein will snap the hair. Too little can as well. Um, A lot of consumers want you know, want to strengthen their hair, and they, when they find their hair shedding, they'll overdo it with protein. And that'll cause the, you know, especially natural hair, that'll cause it to become very dry and brittle and start to snap. Um, so that could be a contributing factor. Not drinking enough water. You need to at least drink half of your body weight in order to get the proper amount of water. Um, if you're not getting water, make sure you're getting it from your fruits and your vegetables. Literally, you can get more water from fruits and vegetables than, than sitting down drinking water itself. So all of that plays a, a huge part. Healthy hair is a lifestyle. It's not just all about just applying topical treatments. It's all about eating healthy. It's all about exercising, which will, of course, you want your hair to grow. You're having hair issues. Start to work out. Start to walk. Get some cardi- cardiovascular exercises within your lifestyle, and you'll find that the hair will grow just from that. Because what, what happens is if you are not moving and your, your hair is stagnated and you feel like your hair is not healthy and you're not moving, uh, once you start to get moving, that's going to increase that microcirculation where, you know, the blood is going to flow to the papilla. The papilla is what feeds the nutrients to the hair follicle. So I could just go on and on, Cheryl, um, about uh, healthy hair. So hopefully I did answer your question in regards to natural hair. Yeah, it's interesting to me. I've sat down and I thought about this thing because this sounds bad to say and I probably shouldn't say it but <laughs> sometimes I'll see a picture of somebody with their own hair and it, it can be like uh, maybe they put a perm in it but they style it in other words they don't have a wig or weave or whatever mm-hmm. it's like oh your hair is so pretty because you see it so rarely these days you know and I'll tell yeah. them your hair is so pretty but no matter what you do to your hair you have to do something. Even if you have a bald head, you have to shave it continuously. 
it's no easy out. Is that correct? That is correct. Again, there is no one size that fits all, and there is no microwavable approach. Healthy hair is not microwavable. It, it takes you putting in the work, you know, treating the scalp, treating the hair, taking care of the hair, mm-hmm. you know. So definitely, again, there, there's no, no quick fix to healthy hair. How can someone get in contact with you and... Are you on social media? Yes. So my social media platform is Fruit of the Spirit Salon with an S. And I just recently branched over into Nigeria and opened my first location. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations. Thank you. For my U.S. location, you will go under Fruit of the Spirit Salon with an S. That's on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, Or they can just call me at 757 nine one four five three nine three that's seven five seven nine one four fifty three ninety three or they can book their appointment or consultation online 24 hours a day at fruit of the spirit salon with an s dot booksy b-o-o-k-s-y dot com We have less than five minutes uh, left together, but being international, where does that spirit come from? Why did you want to do that? You know, uh, my my, uh, approach is hair ministry, uh, healthy, um, I'm sorry, hair, you know, hair is, this is a hair ministry for me, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. fruit of the spirit, you know, I want to take this all over the world. So to answer your question, how I ended in Nigeria, my husband is from Nigeria, so we decided to uh, launch, you know, a location. This is our first location, so we're we're actually working on our second stage now. Um, so how exciting is that? Yes, I'm excited about how God is enlarging my territory. And when when people come to you, what is the greatest compliment you have received after you've worked with a, a client for a while? The greatest accomplishment, um, from my standpoint, is when I see the client and their self-esteem come to life after, you know, the hair has been restored. Um, that, that, that's the greatest compliment to, to see them come to life. And, and it's like, it's, it's life changing to, to see them just, just glow. You know, they just have this certain glow to them once, once the hair is restored. I'm believing that you probably get many referrals from these satisfied clients. Absolutely, yes. That is the greatest compliment. Great point, uh, Cheryl. Yes, the greatest compliment is the referrals, and even my colleagues, they they refer a lot of their uh, clients to me as well. Wow. What are you going to be doing in five years? Great question. In five years, I should be, I should have a Fruit of the Spirit location in every part of the world. So our next goal is to, to uh, launch in Europe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I should, and I will be retiring um, very soon. So that will be that will take place definitely within the five years. Not retiring completely, but coming from behind the chair as a whole. So I'm training, I'm mentoring, and so forth to duplicate myself. To duplicate, and really quickly, we've been talking this conversation, but you can help people of all races with their hair. It doesn't matter their race, correct? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I service patients from all walks of life all ethnicities. I bet that's interesting. I'll bet that's very interesting. Yes. Just the whole attitudes and how people view their hair and how people, uh, you know, their hair is their crowning glory, you know, and 
how people see hair differently. I bet that's interesting, the, the clients you get and the reactions you get and the attitudes that you see about concerning hair. Absolutely. So um, definitely women as a whole, I can say that across the board, when a woman is, or even a man, you know, I service men, women, and children, mm-hmm. um, it definitely affects them emotionally. Okay. And, and that's pretty universal across the board. Um, and then you kind of go from there as for, you know, what actually caused the hair loss and you get into that. And, you know, once we get into that, we build that baseline and, and we come up with a customized regimen suitable for them. Because, again, there is no one size that fits all. Wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. James. One more time, give out that social media handle and that phone number, please. Absolutely. Fruit of the Spirit Salon with an S on Instagram and Facebook. My telephone number is 757-914-5393. And Hair Ministry is what I do. Thank you so very much. Also, thanks going out to Mark Rollins. He suggested you as a guest today. We want to thank you for that. Thank you all for listening on this Sunday morning. You all take care. We'll talk again next week. I'm Cheryl Wilkerson. Behold the green and gold.